Do you know why the pilgrims called themselves pilgrims? It's not because they were pilgrims from Europe coming to the United States. Their view of being pilgrims was much bigger than that. They called themselves pilgrims because, according to William Bradford, their first leader, they recognized this world, in its present state, was not their home. For here we do not have a lasting city, but we are seeking the city which is to come. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 14 They weren't pilgrims because they had left Europe. They were pilgrims because they were still on earth, awaiting heaven that is to come. The vast majority of marriage books take a decidedly short-term view. One man who's written many books I have greatly enjoyed even wrote about having a new husband by the weekend. I get this. We want to know how we can fix our marriages today. The thought that there could be a significant difference in our marriages right away can be a compelling reason to shell out the money for a book. Which is why I have been warned not to include a chapter like this, and certainly not so near the beginning. One polling organization even warned teachers that we completely lose the younger generation when we begin to speak of heaven and the afterlife. The reason I'm willing to take a risk is because I have become more convinced, not less, about how crucial an eternal perspective is in order to make sense of marriage in the here and now. If I want to love my wife with an excelling love, a God-honoring love, if I want to plumb the depths of what marriage really means and understand the glory behind this earthly relationship, I have to remember that I am a pilgrim here. If you're younger, will you please prove the prognosticators wrong and give me your attention while I try to make precisely this case? Well done. The pilgrims lived as we should live, with this glorious truth in mind, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each of us may receive what is due us for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. What Paul is referring to here is called the judgment seat of Christ, a day that every Christian will face at the dawn of eternity. This is not a judgment of whether or not we will spend eternity with God. That is safe and secure in the finished work of Jesus on the cross, and refers to a different judgment altogether. The judgment seat of Christ is rather a proclamation of what we have done with God's grace and provision in our lives. That phrase, whether good or bad, could just as well be translated whether good or worthless. There's a different word Paul could have chosen if he had wanted to pinpoint evil. We will be asked, did we respond to the powerful cleansing of God's mercy by sitting on our hands and soaking up God's blessings while filling our days with worthless pursuits and selfish preoccupations? Or did we, like Paul, work with the understanding that we must give an account of our days to our Heavenly Father? It's not about getting into heaven as much as what is offered to us within heaven. Our eternity will be stamped by the judgment made on that day, and the judgment made on that day will be rendered by how we live these days on earth. Paul built on this in Romans chapter 2, proving that this was a central theme in his teaching, and thus God's revelation, to the early church.
He will render to each one according to his works. To those who by patience and well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality, he will give eternal life. But for those who are self-seeking and do not obey the truth but obey unrighteousness, there will be wrath and fury. For God shows no partiality. Verses 6 through 8 and 11. There is no shame in seeking glory and honor, only in seeking glory and honor in the wrong time and from the wrong person. What Jonathan Edwards, the last of the great Puritans, said in the 18th century agrees with what virtually all the Christian classics have said for 2,000 years, though this teaching has been severely de-emphasized in the current generation. This life ought to be so spent by us as to be only a journey or pilgrimage towards heaven.